0: I'll take my earrings off and back a girl up. My heartbeat, though, Kim. I got your back. Hey, y'all, and welcome to LOL with Kim Gravel. This is a comedy podcast where we laugh about the messiness of life and turn that mess into a message of confidence and hope. You know, my mission is to encourage and lift women up, and this show is just about how we can embrace, like, the real... Us, our real selves, and laugh about all the stuff that life throws our way. So if you're ready, let's live out loud, laugh out loud, and love out loud together. Today we have got Kim Retberg on the show, and she's the host of Mom's Exit Interview Podcast, which I listen to and absolutely love. She, she's like this media unicorn. Um, she's done so much in, in terms of media. She's an award-winning producer. She was the head of video at US Weekly and launched that video, um, unit at, for US Weekly. Um, she's been a Netflix executive, a producer at People, but she's a mom of two. And she quit the corporate world to start her own media empire. And that is what I want to talk to her about today. Now she does media training, video strategy, and producing. I can't wait to have her on the show. But, but first, um, Zach, do you have another ask him anything? I swear, honey, I'm always afraid of what you're going to ask me.
1: <laughs> I love that you were about to call me girl. I swear, girl. Did I just call you girl? Almost. You stopped yourself. I did? Hey, girl. Okay, good. I have another Ask Him Anything. Okay. Um, I really like this one. This is a listener voicemail that we got a few days ago. And let's just let's listen to it. I'm okay. I'm really curious I love it. to hear what you think.
2: Hey Kim. Um, I just wanted to let you know how much you inspire me and how much you've been a part of my life throughout uh, since 2014 when I started watching Kim of Queens with my sister. She went to Miss Oklahoma in two thousand twelve and we found your show two years later. And just loved it. And when it ended, we were we always said, "Hey, I could really use a pep talk by Kim Gravel. <laughs> and so I just wanted to let you know that we just have loved you since 2014. And then, as a stay-at-home mom of three at age 32, I found you on QVC and have loved you uh, on that as well. And so I just wanted to let you know <laughs> just what a what a part of my life you have been. And I wanted to ask a question. Um, my sister and I have asked to MC our local pageant and um, she's super talented and so is my older sister and my brother. and I just kind of feel lost in the middle and your confidence ep- uh, episodes have t- totally inspired me. but anyway, I just wanted to ask, how can I bring something to the em- to MCing the pageant? Um, she's kind of a blonde bombshell and I'm a brunette with a booty, so you know. <laughs> you know, uh, I just need some help with my confidence in that aspect.
0: Thank you. Oh, what a great question. Thank you so much. So I just want to tell you brunette with the booty, honey, you're my kind of girl. First of all, that was a fantastic question. I love it because, um, so many people who are more reserved, always kind of, put their personality on default or kind of just stay, stay a little bit in the background. I mean, the prime example of this is myself and Amy, you know, I'm an extrovert. Amy's an introvert. Amy's my BFF. She, she does so much with me behind the scenes with our businesses, but also she's on on camera with me with QVC every Saturday night on our static show. So, you know, she's often had this question and had this identity like where do I fit in the land full when I'm an introvert in a land full of extroverts so how you can bring something different to this emceeing is that if your sister is an extrovert, you probably are an amazing observer. So let me challenge you to let your sister take the lead and then you interject with those witty jokes, comments, and observations that I know you probably already do in your life as it is. The thing about confidence is Confidence is not always on display, meaning we have a tendency to look at confidence as this boisterous, peacock, parade type thing because that seems to get noticed in media, on TV, and even in your friend groups. Confidence really is a quiet, still small voice, within you. Okay? Confidence is not an outward expression of your talents. It's an inward knowing of your purpose. Did y'all hear that? Confidence is not an outward expression of gifts and talents. It's an inward knowing of purpose. True confidence is knowing who you are and why are you're here. Boom. All other confidence is just based around circumstantial things that you might get noticed on the exterior.
1: So does that mean she doesn't need to go up on the stage and do a whole big thing? Is I that- think she
0: definitely needs to go up on the stage. I think she needs to do her. I think she needs to bring to the table what is her natural purpose and giftings. Most extroverts, and I'm including myself in that, we don't take the time to shut up and listen. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of 10 is the introverted people that are the observers that really have that quick wit and that, that comedic moment where you can just kind of drop a little one liner and entertain the crowd. Not to mention Amy is my stability. She is that rock that I, you know, kind of just bump up against when I need that little stability. I need that grounding. I need that, you know, organizational moment. So, go up there and be yourself. You have something to offer or they wouldn't have asked you to MC the pageant. But more importantly, really take some time to think about are you not confident because you're looking at your sister and comparing? Or are you really confident and you need to move from that still small voice inside yourself? Remember, confidence is not comparing. It is just acting out what you're made to do. And here People who know what, who they are and why they are here Are truly confident people. I hope that makes sense. I know I got a little bit deeper than what the question was, but we're always worried about performance, and we should be worried about purpose in
1: anything. If you want Kim to answer your question on the air, then you can also call and leave Kim a voicemail. Um, You can call 404-913-6460, or you can email us at lolwithkimgravel at gmail.com. And when we get back, We'll be chatting with our guest, Kim Ritberg.
0: Kim Ritberg! Kim Ritberg!
3: Okay,
0: we have got a guest. I have been excited about this taping, Zach.
1: Is it because you're easily excitable?
0: No. Well, that's <laughs> not true either. You know me well enough though I don't get excited about anything hardly. You got to really get up and go to impress me.
1: It's true. It's true. All right, Kim, why are you excited about okay, this Okay, I'm
0: excited because our guest has done so much. I really feel like she is busier than a one arm paper hanger. I mean, she has done mm-hmm. everything in her life. She um, was a Netflix executive. She led the video department at US Weekly. She actually started that department at US Weekly. You know, and I've, I, I, I'm i a big fan of US Weekly. Um, she was executive producer at People. Um, and she decided to, She's a jewelry line. She's an entrepreneur. You can find her ju- jewelry at, at Bloomingdale's. I'm telling you, this girl is like a bad mama jamma. But right now, I, how I fell in love with her was on her podcast. She has a mm-hmm. podcast called Mom's Exit Interview and i listened to it and i thought oh my god this girl is a sister from another mister everybody please welcome the amazing kim ritberg kim thank you for
3: coming on lol i'm just going to put a quote on my website that calls me a bad mamma jamma that is literally the best compliment i've ever gotten in my life
0: but that i mean that's like the, when i when i listened to the podcast and and i i heard you for the first time and just talking to you right now you just have this presence of empowerment that I think all of us women are looking for, um, and hungry for right now. And I I want you to tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are, because you have done so you have interviewed celebrities, you have seen everything behind the scenes in Hollywood and in this business that we call media. Tell me some of the highlights um, and some of the things that you learned through your, you know, journey from that area that's, that's brought you to today. Sure.
3: And thank you so much for the kind words. I really, I really appreciate it. Um, so, I've kind of, first of all, I've been working for a long time. So, when we're like, oh, I've done a lot, it's like, it's been over, you know, over a two long decades. Time, right, Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I used to do uh, interviewing and producing and writing yeah. for Inside Edition, like red carpets, but also news. And as a part of news, some of that was news magazine. So, some of that was red carpet interviews. I was like, the hand. So, you'd see that <laughs> hand. My, my Also, I'm a nail-biter, so it's actually really ironic that my hand is famous. She's right, because like I, you're doing this number. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm I'm one of those women, I rarely have a manicure. I'm a nail-biter. I also have small hands, so it's very funny. I was sort of like an unintentional entertainment hand model interviewer. Yeah, but better small <laughs> hands than man hands, right? And that's true. Right. That's true. Okay. Yep. And then from there, I wanted to work on longer stories, like lifestyle. So I was a writer and producer for travel, and true crime. So I wrote and Ooh. produced The Fabulous Life of Justin Bieber. Oh my gosh, I'm a, such a Bieber fever person. Oh, I love Justin Bieber. It was a really fun show to work on, I'm not going to lie. And then I also did True Crime, The Investigation mm. Discovery. Like, you never believe what this neighbor did next.
0: Growing up, my grandmother would watch True Crime and like Dateline and all these true crime stories. Like to the point, it was it was a little bit traumatizing for me as a child. Like as I was go to sleep, I'd be sitting when she stabbed her neighbor 72 times. (laughs) But why am I now Kim into true
3: crime as a middle-aged woman? Is there something about that? It is. I have thought about this so many times, but the phrase uh, truth is stranger than fiction. Yes. I think the reality is reading or hearing a story of a person who is your neighbor or could be your neighbor or is like you. Do something totally horrendous. It really attracts people's attention because it it feels relatable, and right. so I think that is what gets people.
0: If you produce true crime again, call me. I'm, yes, I'm your backup. I will. I'm, I'm your side hustle girl. Okay. Because cool,
1: Kim's you. looking to commit some crimes.
3: <laughs> no, I'm not. Yo, that's horrible, Zach. I, probably I am. Could. My very last tangent about true crime is that the shows I worked on the budget was really small, and they always needed extras, and so like me and my <laughs> brother, we all played <laughs> yeah, yeah, these weird probably. extra parts call me i'll be an extra
0: Great. i'll be an extra Kim you're in no but so you've had such a a, a diverse illustrious career i mean what a blessing to be able to work in this
3: industry what caused you to to leave why did you say i'm out so as I was working in TV like doing true crime and all that i was pregnant okay. and i had sort of broadly thought about like oh what sort of life do I want when i'm a parent but until you're a parent it doesn't really It doesn't come into focus. Like you don't really know how you're going to be prioritizing your life until you have a child. So at that point, I switched from TV to digital. So pretty much at that point, all of these websites and magazines were starting to get into video. And I just love like building and learning something new. And I was ready to like really create something and lead a team. And I could feel it. You know, when you just feel like, oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I went to Us Weekly. And I pretty much said to the boss, I'm like, you're not really doing video. And I've done Girl. entertainment and I've done news. I'm like, I can build you a video unit. I look back. I'm like, that's so bold, a little delusional, but like bravo to younger me. Um, <laughs> and I know, but you know, ignorance is bliss sometimes, Kim.
0: Yeah. You know I'm saying like, it, it, I truly believe that statement, like what you don't know, you don't know. and you ha-
3: And so you have no fear. And it's funny because I do feel like insecurity held me back in many other work situations. Like I had wanted to try on camera reporting since I was like 21. I didn't try it until I was 30. So wow. I think insecurity and fear had held me back for sure in other of course places. It does. But yeah. in this situation, I had total clarity, A, I could do this job and B, I wanted it. Like I just wanted to build something from scratch. It's like being building a business, but within a business. So it was their, it was their money, obviously, but I had right. a lot of autonomy. So. But what made you want to do
0: that, Kim? Because I think like everybody listening right now is saying, "Oh, but Kim is great. She speaks so well, she's so pretty, she's so this, she's so that. What made you have the confidence to do that? Like, because I think a lot of people are at that point where they're bored or they're you know know there's more in them to do, even even at our age, and women even older. I think I think you know we get good as we get older as women. What made you at that age and at that stage in your life go? I'm going to go for it.
3: That's such a great question. First of all, thank you for the compliments. Um, I think that no matter what your resume looks like, what you look like, how many friends you have, everyone feels insecurity. Absolutely. I do on-camera coaching for executives and and like entrepreneurs and people who you'd say, how can this person not want to be on camera? They're good looking and they're well-spoken and they're super smart and everyone has that nagging doubt negativity self-consciousness a different version of it but everyone feels that so thank you for the compliments but like we all feel this and it doesn't matter if you went to harvard and are like a ceo or if if you, you know you're, you're you know working at your stationary store everyone has like the things they feel awesome about and the things that they that nag at them
0: because you said there was a point where you knew i wanted to work for myself it's the time to do that. We're coming out of like being stuck at home and this whole COVID thing. And so everybody's like reevaluating, like what do I really want to do with my life? And that
3: came to you in a very real way. Did it not? Yeah. So I was, when I, when I launched the video unit for us weekly, I was five months pregnant. Oh wow. So when I got back from mat leave, I'm pumping in my office. I had two, <laughs> two, two, two people on my team. Then I had 10 people on my team. Yeah. Then I had 17 people on my team. Yeah. And I'm in my office, yeah. blinds drawn, like pumping. Right. Going, what am I doing <laughs> with my life? Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, you know, it's funny. With one child, and my husband's like a great, great participant in the household, and we had a nanny. It wasn't that crazy, but I did already feel like it was like 5.30, and I was a racing to go down the subway to get to my house to like get an hour with my baby. I did feel mm. that minimal amount of time that I had. Yeah. Yeah. But then when I had my second... I was still at Us Weekly. There was a big merger. All these people were getting fired. Mm -hmm. My boss was getting fired. My peers, who I really built up these great working relationships with, were getting fired. And I and my team were not fired. But many people started quitting. And just the whole place that I worked at looked totally different. different. And I was in the hospital bed looking at resumes. And I had an IV in my arm. I'm on my iPhone. Wow. I shouldn't be in work mode. My phone should have been down. I should have been totally disconnected. And I should have said like, someone else can handle this. And I think in that moment, I just was like, I work so hard. I've had every job, every job I've given 110% of myself. So can I create some sort of career and life situation that I have more control over? Mm -hmm. Where I'm not going to be in the hospital on my phone. On a holistic level just like a metaphysical level of like, why are we here on earth? It is not for that. Drop mic.
0: Done. Like, but that, that's what I'm saying, Kim. So many women listening to this right now feel exactly how you feel. So how did you? So that was the catalyst. That was the change laying there with the IV going, why am I sitting here doing this? when I should be enjoying the birth of my child. What made you say, bump that? I'm going to do media and do what I'm good at in a different way for myself.
3: I love to say, and then I started my business and made a million dollars. Yeah, right, right, right. (laughs) But that is
1: not how it works.
3: No, I knew I wanted to figure out a way in which I could work for myself and make money and, and feel fulfilled. Like, what is that? Like, I didn't know what that was. And so,
0: you had no clue even how to what to do, much less how to even go about it.
3: Okay. I mean, I had never read a book about being an entrepreneur, I had never read a book about about finding clients, I had never taken a course. So, I was like, now what? So, honestly, I still took two more full time jobs, short lived ones, short lived jobs that cemented my idea of digital media as an industry is volatile. I need to have control. I now have two kids. I want to be in charge of my time and where I put my effort. So after I took like two more short-lived jobs, it was two years later. It took me two years from being in that hospital bed to really launching my business. Have you worked harder now working for yourself than you ever did working for other people? No. Mm. (laughs) I ask that question to a lot of my guests on the podcast, Mom's Exit Interview. I always say, How many hours are you working and compared to before? So part of my epiphany was I want to work either the same or less. And I definitely want to work differently. Mm. So I don't stick to this, but I try, depends on the year, to do Fridays to myself or with my kids. Like they're in school generally. So even being with them, it's only after school. But I try to keep Fridays either personal day or building brand day or not work, work, work. I try to keep one afternoon a week open to take my kids to class or to the playground or something. Uh, we had the same work schedule. And then my goal is summers less work less. Okay. So, so you
0: get more accomplished working for yourself with this new schedule as opposed to doing the nine to five or really the nine to whatever.
3: Um, I'm a person who can overdo. And so I have to be I have to monitor myself like it's on me. And I have to say, even though I'm in the middle of a script for a podcast I'm super excited about, or even though I'm like in the middle of writing a script for this video that I'm super passionate about, it's 5.30. And I realigned my entire life to see the kids more. And it's dinner time. Mm. Get out of the office and go to dinner. And that's on me. So I think that there's some of those things where I can, you know, it's easy to pin it on this other boogeyman of the working world. Some of it is on us. But a lot of it's on them.
0: Well, and this is the thing too, I think. Never is it a better time in, I think, our society to be an entrepreneur, a female entrepreneur out there. There's so many different ways to, to make money and, and be successful in business. What would you say to that woman who's saying, you know what, Kim? I wanna do, you know, I wanna start baking cupcakes, or I wanna open up this, or I wanna start making a jewelry line like you did. I wanna how would you tell her to get started?
3: First step I always recommend to everyone is get your pump up crew, like get those people who Mm. are gonna like text you, you're doing amazing, keep going, you can do it. Because I think the number one hurdle is just confidence
0: support and belief yeah.
3: that we can do it because yeah. you can do all the right steps but if inside your body it's you true. don't see yourself as being successful in this new role in life it's not going to work then start to do the thing you want to do so if you're making cupcakes start to make and sell cupcakes you could do it anywhere in the smallest local level um until then you're building up and then you're shipping to other areas then you're shipping to other states but always start locally and really say like, is there a market for this? How is my mm. price? Du-? You know, is this the right price for this product? So test it out. Um, and then as you keep growing, then you should figure out how you're going to delegate and how you're going to learn to do those other things. So at some point, you can't make all the cupcakes yourself. You probably are not good at the accounting or at the administrative. I mean, most people are good at oh, one gosh. or good at the other. Yes, yes. Right. But find your tribe. Find people yes. that are good. Yeah. Yeah. At the beginning, you kind of have to do everything yourself, but as soon as you can, I like to say a few months before you need to, you should delegate. Absolutely. A few months before you're going to like tear your hair out, you should delegate.
0: Women have a lot to offer, (laughs) you know, even us stay at home moms, even women who have, you know, who've been in the corporate world and kind of stepped back. There's other ways to do business than just go working the nine to five, you know, that
3: is my whole, what you just said is my whole like reason. So, Mm. the podcast Moms Exit Interview, the whole idea is, first of all, showing people there exists this huge landscape between, quote-unquote, stay-at-home mom. Because if you're a stay-at-home mom, you're not staying at home. Like, you're doing a lot of stuff. You're working your buns off. You're you're unpaid working from the home. (laughs) Killing yourself. You're killing yourself in a different way. But from, quote-unquote, stay-at-home mom up to grinding a corporate ladder, that landscape is so plentiful. I am meeting women, like... Stay-at-home moms who are doing side businesses, yeah, ten hours a week, twenty hours a week. Some are making more than they ever made. Right. I've spoken to women who are like, "Yeah, I work twenty hours a week. I make three times my old teaching salary." Right. And there's also, think about the digital world. People are all these jobs virtual. You could so many people are virtual assistants. Yes. Virtual social media managers. Our whole like, team I, is that. My, yes. my virtual
0: assistant Emily. Um, she is, her, her husband is in the military and they're moving all the time. I would die without Emily. Zach will tell you. And she basically, she's part-time working virtually for me, raising two beautiful children and supporting her husband in the military. And I just want to say like, y'all, what Kim is doing and what she's saying is available to us.
3: Like never before, right, Kim? A hundred percent. And I think that sometimes like it, it seems like oh, well, I have this resume and I was this executive and blah, 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 blah. I'm in the same exact pool of people as a million other moms who are like, what's out there? How do I do it? How do I build a life where I can go get my, watch my kid's soccer game and not ask for permission? Like, that's what we all want and earn some money and have some sense of accomplishment or just like, that's the thing. Like we all have experience. Education, talents. experience, talents, yes. and we want to use them. Yes. But it doesn't have to be a 50 hour rigid week where you're like, may I leave my seat, please, sir? You know, yeah. it's just different now. And so, like you were just saying, about all, there's all of these people. Like, I think sometimes it's hard for people to get their heads around what am I going to sell? I'm going to give you an example of all the people that Do I it. have hired get, get, in the last get year. get real with it. I'm going to People want some, some, yeah, okay, go. I hired this amazing mom of three, I think. She lives in California. She did my logo. She designed my social media assets and stuff. So she's a mom working from home. She, I paid her money. So she's a freelancer. So she built her own business for herself. Totally independent, has flexibility. I also hired a woman in my neighborhood to do headshots for me. She's a photographer. She has lots of clients like that. Um, I have a social media manager. She has two kids. She lives in another state. And we meet on Zoom every week and I pay her to help me with social media because it's too much. If you get a bunch of moms together, we get crap done, girl. I mean, there's no one more effective than moms. Period. End of story. Drop mic. Done. The biggest thing I've gotten out of this is how much... Once you start asking people what they're doing, how they're doing it, what they're charging, whatever, people will answer in a way that the corporate yes. world is like, everyone's like sneaky. like Sneaky. Don't ask so- so-and-so. I mm-hmm. think he's earning more than me, but do you not really love to ask? HR's going to The big you. secrets. It's yeah. a big secret. Yeah. But in the, in the real world of like real humans finding their own path, I've been asking people, I've been telling people, and I'm like, this is so helpful. Thank you. This is so pro-woman. There's so much opportunity. It's not limited
0: out there for us. I think as women, we... We think, oh, there's only a couple of jobs that we can fill in the corporate world or there's only a couple of businesses. I call it God's economy where it's, it's not looking for perfection or not looking for that opportunity, but we're looking for fulfillment. And when we are filled up, it's overflowing. And I think when women are truly living their life on purpose, for a purpose, you know, and that is being a wife and a mother and whatever you know, your situation is personally. But when we fulfill our purpose, like what you do in media, um, I think it overflows to other people, don't you?
3: I, I 100% agree. And I think that what you're saying about sisterhood is so, so true. It is like that old mentality of there's only room for one woman (gasps) or three women. So the rest of these seven, we're going to hit them in the shins and injure them. That's, that's not, that's not how it works. And I just, actually, it's funny. I just uh, interviewed another woman who's in media who does on-camera coaching. So one of the things I, I offer as a service through my, my my company is I train people to be better on camera. Right. And she was telling me how she's building her business. And I said, oh, you work with so-and-so. Maybe I'll reach out to them. But I said, I don't want to step on your toes. She said, there's room for all of us.
0: There's room for everyone.
3: And that was Lynn Smith, by the way. I'm going to give her a shout out. Lynn Smith, who is an amazing on camera anchor for H- CNN, HLN, and she was right. Yeah. You think there's one person media training every executive in America? And I think the reality is: number one, we don't think big enough. I never think big enough. Right. I feel like I always think Ooh, too small. Girl, <laughs> say that again louder. No, I always think <clears throat> too small, and I need to think bigger because when you can, when you believe you can do it, that's when it happens. We all rise
0: together, and that is the big lie. That yes. we tell each other as women is that
3: we're in competition. We are not. We are in community. The other big lie is that you can only be with your children or you can only grind on a corporate ladder. Come on, and girl. That's the other lie. That's what I've realized in this moment in time. When I started, decided to work for myself, I started trying to find other women and the women in my neighborhood. I started like asking deeper questions, not just mm. how's work, but how do you work? How many days a week do you work? Do you like it? Um, What are the frustrations? I met all these people. I met a a three-day-a-week solar power executive. So she didn't even really have to leave her field, but she's doing three days a week instead of five. Another teacher had negotiated to do five days a week, but shorter hours or shifted hours. So she negotiated that. Once I started having those honest conversations with (sighs) other moms, I was like... this is a thing. All yeah. these moms are out there. They want something else. They, they, Some people don't know what's out there and other people just need to realize like you can do it. Yes. And there are so many opportunities out there. You can be a consultant. You could be a freelancer. You could do three days a week. You could be a stay-at-home mom with a side hustle. There's like a million ways to live your life. And we are sort of tricked into believing there's only two. But also I want to say too, there's different seasons of your life. How am I living my life? Yep. Am I being intentional? And what is this season I'm in? Because there's a season where you can grind and you can build a company and try to get funding and venture capital and try to make a billion dollar company. There are seasons where you want to work 10 hours a week and feel fulfilled and earn some money. And that's fine. You get your kids new tennis shoes. Great, perfect. And then there are other times where, you know, you're at a job and you're just coasting. And that's also fine. I think there doesn't need to be stigma around any of this stuff. There doesn't need to be like, If you're not on the cover of Forbes, you're a failure. Who believes that? One person makes the cover of Forbes every
1: month. Kims, I'm going to break in with a... Oh, I knew he was going to do it. This has been a great conversation. I know. It's been very nice. And I think some of the reason why it's been such a great conversation and that you two are on the same page is because you're both named Kim. Kims are great. It's a great (laughs) name. I wanted to see and test both of you on how much you knew about the name Kimberly right are you both Kimberly's? yeah, yeah. i'm a Kimberly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how popular right now do you think the name Kimberly is is it the top in the top 100 in the top 1000 i think Kimberly is in the top 500
3: i think You're Kimber- right. i think okay she's right in the top 500 what number do you think it is um, I think Kimberly is number 218.
1: Okay. Kim, what do you think? Kim
3: Gravel. So if it's in the top 500, I think it's like
0: 499.
1: Ain't nobody naming their kids, Kim. Honestly, if we were playing Price is Right, like Kim Ritberg, you would have destroyed it because it's 220.
3: Uh-uh!
1: Bum, I bum! I
3: feel like I should win bum. something now. I agree. Zach.
1: Yeah, there's no prizes in this show. No.
3: Nope. (laughs) I've never guessed so close. You know when they have jelly beans in a can? I've never
1: been this close on something. I'm terrible. No, you nailed the jelly bean can. So Kim, the name Kimberly was like crazy popular for a long time, right? What do you think was the peak year Mm. that it was the most popular? Like at its highest popularity? 1983. Ooh. 83?
0: Okay. I was going to say 1979.
1: Ooh, Okay. So in 1983, it was the 15th most popular. Okay. Okay. In the US. And you said 79? Yeah. Uh, it was the 12th most. So that's better. But it was at its peak popularity in 1967. 67? Yeah. I don't feel like I know that many Kims of that. Age bracket. And I don't the either. the second most popular name in 67 and 66. Like, do you know what Kim means in Korean? Is it jade? Does Kim mean jade? Ooh, almost. It means gold.
3: <gasps> there you go. That's what I'm trying to say. It means
0: royalty.
1: Gold. Mm-hmm. That's gold such a good name. Royalty. How come I never
0: knew
3: this? I feel yeah. cheated. I feel cheated that I'm only learning this now at age 27. <laughs> right, right. No,
0: I'm 28, so I've got a year on you, girl.
1: Let's Let's move away from Kim for a second. Um, what do you think the most popular names right now are? Because names are getting mm. kind of weird.
3: In the top 10, there's like Mia, Sophia, uh. Emma.
1: You were right on all of those are in the top 10.
3: What? Yep. I just researched this a few Mia, weeks ago. Yeah,
1: Sophia, Emma. Is but Owen? number one. Is
3: Owen some of the guys'
1: names? Are you Owen? In
3: or you in or Owen?
1: Owen is not in the top 10. I bet it's very high, though. Okay. Oliver... Oliver, I love the name Oliver.
3: British names are making a comeback, I feel like. Oliver, Emma.
1: Oh, totally. I mean, I would say the top male name feels very British to me.
3: What is that? Harry? Liam.
1: Liam. Liam
3: Liam is the number one male name for babies in America?
1: Yes. That's shocking. That's shocking, right? That's shocking. I'm shocked. What happened to Mike, Matt? Jason No, I think Mike is gone. Mike's out. <laughs> michael's has I don't know any, I don't know any kid's named Mike at my kids' daycare, mm-hmm. but I know two Liams.
0: Two so. Liams?
1: hmm What do you think the top female name is for 2021? Madison? Ooh, that's a really great name, but no. That's not even the top 10. Yeah, well, you know I'm from the South. Everything's Madison down here.
3: What think what letter does it start with? Hint. Apple. It's,
1: Hence. It's, Apple! <laughs> Cantaloupe? That's apple. Yep, it's apple. Um, no. um, it starts Lark? with O. Lark? O. It starts
0: with O? Olivia? Yeah. Olivia! Yeah.
1: I had no two Olivias right now. Kim, I
3: was like, Ophelia?
1: Ophelia? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, orange? But yeah, Kim is super popular. Kim was in the top 100 names mm. all the way from 1956 all the way until 2012.
3: Kim, we were so 2012. We are so 2012.
1: I'm so a millennial.
2: OMG. <laughs>
3: Were you Kim G growing up, or you?
0: Well, I, my my main name That's is Hardy, name. but I was I, I had I had nicknames. Did you have nicknames? Were you called Kimmy or Kimbo or I was anyone called who Kim- called me Kimmy? I would like try to
3: slap. So well, no. you're so not a
0: Kimmy. You no. are so not a Kimmy. <laughs> were Kimmy?
3: Were you Kimmy? No, I was Kimbo or Kimbo. Um, Kiki. Did you ever see there was like a wrestler named Kimbo Slice? There was like a boxer. Oh.
0: Well, oh, like an we MMA
3: person. Anyway. Well,
0: we're we're kind of tough kind of girls. We we yes. we, we,
3: we can hold our yeah. own in a ring. Yeah. Oh, know. for for, sure. for show. For sure. Have you I've never been in like a physical fight with another woman, but I feel like I would win if No,
0: I, I would I've never been a, I, I've, I'll take my earrings <laughs> off and back a girl up my heartbeat, though, Kim. No. I got you back girl I'm so, I'm so I'm so feeble now I don't you know I started working out again did I tell y'all about this Zach
3: I started working out no. I, started, I thought I was like oh uh, uh. but the end of the workout I was just gasping for breath I just saw a picture of myself from yesterday that my husband took today he sends it to me and I'm like uh-uh. I look like one of those people that on Facebook old high school friends are like well I look better than her at least <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like no, bad angle no and like- that is a true though, Kim, seriously, like my parents are doing that and they're in their mid-70s. I'm like, really, y'all? You're 75, you going to stalk people on Facebook that you look better than? And daddy goes, well, you got to get it when you can. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a true thing. She's right, Zach.
1: Um, I will just say that all this information was from the Social Security Office's website. Wow. Zach
3: wants to prove his research skills.
1: I'm, I'm telling you.
3: Okay, I got I've the got Kims. something
0: though. We close every single podcast out, Kim, with rapid fire questions. So, Great. I've got questions just rant. don't think about it, just the first okay. thing come out your mouth. <sighs> okay. Okay, here we go. No pressure.
3: Loosening up. Loosening
0: up, ready. Um, what celebrity would you kill to work with? Uh, Tina Fey. Oh, me too. Oh, I actually
3: did already work with her, but I love her.
0: Or Amy oh. Poehler, either of them. Okay. Is she fabulous? Really? Is Tina Fey just as-
3: so sharp. God, I love her so I much. Bet.
0: Okay. Um, what true crime story scares you the most the husbands who kill their wives and bury them yeah i can God. find them right. yeah, that's scary nope. i don't like that and then and then they have all these other like secret lives
1: okay no. um you know what i'm gonna say i'm just gonna say one thing to that what nobody no murder
3: mm. that's the truth true true crime fan nobody no murder
0: <laughs> lord I'm, I'm gonna have to watch my back now okay where's your dream vacation
3: spain is my favorite place my dream oh. vacation is spain I would live there. I would the food, there. everything. The food, the dancing, the partying, everything. Oh my god, I love you. How do you release stress? Drinking wine. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that not an acceptable answer? Your celebrity crush is Gael Garcia Bernal. Yeah,
0: amazing. What is your favorite junk food?
3: Chocolate chip cookies,
0: homemade, packaged, like just sliced, frozen, and you know, be specific.
3: Do not try to give me those Linden's cookies that my mom keeps in her car that are crunchy and like stay edible for five years. No, fresh, homemade, soft or crunchy, gooey. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. What advice would you give to your younger self today? The worst thing that can happen is never that bad. Great advice. In job, in work, in life. So much of us, so much of the, the things we don't do is us making up stories in our head. Right. Mm. So, so what if someone doesn't hire you? So what if your company fails? You always have, we all have a backup plan, right? We're all trained in something. We all have some skill. We always have some backup plan. But if you don't try that thing, you're going to regret it. And I have things that I didn't try. And I'm like, why didn't I try I regret, try that I, have, I have regrets yeah. in my life. When people yeah. say, Kim, I
0: don't have any regrets. I'm like, how? How can you not have any regrets? I'll look back and say, yes, I regret not doing
3: that. And I'll learn yeah. from it. Yeah, and I learn next time, don't yeah. be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of people judging you. People are too busy thinking about what they're going to eat for dinner. They don't even care that much. They do not care about what you're doing. No. On Instagram, in life, no one's talking about you. People don't care. People don't care. And the people who care are going to cheer you on. What makes you feel you're most confident? I love doing something with the kids where they say something back to you and you're like, oh my God. I'm doing something right. Oh, right. Like my son was really struggling with swimming, really struggling, like crying before, crying after. And just, he's generally not like a scared kid in life. And then one day he looks up at me, we're holding hands after swim. He goes, it's okay that it's hard. It means my brain and body are growing. Oh my God, wow. I was like, wow, I did one thing right. I don't know about the others, but that thing. Mm.
0: (laughs) How profound. You, you are doing something right, Kim, on Thanks. so many different levels. Thank you so much for being here. You, you are such a bright light. And, uh, uh, there's big things ahead of you. I mean, after listening to the podcast and talking to you, I just know that I'm so glad there's another Kim in the world empowering, um, motivating, and living her purpose on purpose. I love you, girl. You got to come back.
3: Thank you so much. I'm going to go cry because that was like the nicest thing anyone's ever said. And thank you. <laughs> but thank truth. you also for being so positive and putting such a positive platform for, for women out there. I think that that's what we need. We, we need women it. are supportive. We yeah. are a sisterhood. And I promise you, ask for help and you will get it. Mm-hmm. Put out in the world what you want and you will get it. And so I think a lot of when people are scared or not doing what they want, they're, they're scared of what will happen. But truly when you start moving, it's like, an object in motion stays in motion. Mm. I love that. That's true. So so thank you. And thank you for all that you're doing. It's just, it's such a pleasure
0: to be here. All right. Well, come back and be with us, girl. And y'all, everywhere that you can find Kim, to Kim, tell us you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook. Give us all your deets real quick. Of course, we're going to put it in the in the um copy too. But go ahead and tell everybody where we can get a hold of
3: you. The podcast is called Mom's Exit Interview, and it's so for cried. moms who want to thrive without the nine to five and you can find me at Kim rittberg rittberg my website Kimritberg.com instagram at Kim ritberg linkedin at Kim ritberg I keep it real with the branding
0: <laughs> well, I mean it is. It's truly. Kim helps women get from point A to point B in, in inspirational ways and also really, you know, practical ways in how you can um, you know do your your thing as a mom or someone who's saying, you know, I want to start something new in a different way where I can be with my kids more and um, you know, enjoy life to the fullest. Thanks, Kim, so much and come back and be with me,
1: girl. I will. All right. Love you, girl. Thank you. Bye, Kim. Kim,
0: Yeah, Zach. I mean, wasn't Kim great? She's exactly what I wanted to really plant a seed for all women out there listening. She took her experience in the corporate world, and you can tell, like, she's feisty. She she's got it together, right?
1: She's the real deal. I mean, it's no wonder she's teaching like media training, right? Like cause she can get on and just like really make it make her message come alive understand yeah and come alive such a gift
0: yeah well and i love how she's with her podcast she's Mm -hmm. really empowering other women to think about entrepreneurship in a very different way that's what i want to say to everybody listening everybody asks me all the time oh kim how did you build this how did you do this it was really one foot in front of the other it was a lamp into my feet I, i never had this i love how she said i want to start my business And I woke up and I was a millionaire. You know, like (laughs) no one ever does that. Like it always starts with this nugget of ideas. So any of you listening saying, Kim, I have this idea. I want to do this. I want to do this. Maybe you're a teacher and you want to do your own business. Start thinking about how to teach online or start thinking about how to tutor online or really help people learn how to learn. If you're a baker and you're saying, I want to uh, offer, you know, different You know, affordable cakes for my community and kids. Start small, but just take the first step and start. Yep. That's the biggest step you'll ever take in business, is just taking that first step. You might be fearful. You might be um, um, unqualified, or you might think you're unqualified. We all unqualified when we start our businesses. You might not even know how it's going to turn out. But you'll never know until you take that first step. And I think Kim is a perfect example of going, you know, I want to spend more quality time with my kids. How am I going to do that? I want to work and add value. And she's a prime example of 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 a woman doing that in a really excellent way.
1: And I totally, I felt such a close connection to her story too, because it literally is like my story. Yeah. I was working, I was the production manager on Big Brother, you know, working 60, 70 hour weeks. And it was great. I love that show. That crew is unbelievable. They're so talented. It's such a great show. But my kid was going to be born on our premiere date. And I just, I knew that that wasn't going to work and I wasn't going to be able to be the person that I wanted to be and the dad I wanted to be. So, you know, I had to figure out a way to leave and create my own path that allowed me to have that family time. And I remember thinking like, oh, I need to make this big business in order to be successful. And Mm. now, you know, five years later, I'm like, I don't need that. Like, why do I need that? I just need to have a business where I can support my family and have the lifestyle I want.
0: Well, and Kim mentioned that. She was like, you know, if it's 10 hours a week or if you want to build a, you know, a company and, and try to get, you know, venture capitalists to make it a billion dollar company. I mean, there is no rules to this thing. There is no, um, there's no one holding you back except for you. Purpose in, um, fulfillment does not always come from money and high positions. Yeah. <laughs> some for some it does, but I know doing what makes your soul happy and what gives you joy And being able to earn a living at it is a really big, big, big success story. (laughs) Get to it, y'all. Get busy. And listen, reach out to us. Let us know. Call us. Um, We've got that phone number, Zach. Um, Email us. Go to L-O-O-Kim.com. Reach out. Let us know what you want to hear. Got a lot of new things on the horizon. A lot of fresh things coming out down the pike. New people. We've got some great guests coming up. Great topics. But most importantly, we're going to live out loud and laugh out loud and love out loud together. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye. LOL is produced and edited by Zach Miller at Uncommon Audio. Our associate producer is Kathleen Grant, the brunette exec. Production help from Emily Breeden. Our cover art is designed by Sarah Noto. A special thanks to all the team members at QVC Plus, And thank you for listening. I love you.